Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are in Daniel chapter 2. We are studying the vision of the four kingdoms, the four worldly kingdoms that God gave to King Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of the Babylonian Empire, and then interpreted by the prophet Daniel. And along with the four worldly kingdoms in this dream vision was a fifth kingdom, which was the kingdom of God. And just a quick review, the four kingdoms, the first was the Babylonian Empire that was represented by the head of gold, and then moving down the image to the breast and arms of silver, the Media Persia Empire under Cyrus, and then moving down further, the belly and thighs made of brass representing the Greek Empire with Alexander the Great, and finally the strong legs of iron representing the Roman Empire with the Caesars. And then it says something odd, that it had feet and toes that were a mixture of iron and clay. Now, we know that the legs were of iron, and it represented the incredible strength and power and dominion of the Roman Empire. It moves further to the feet and toes, and it seems to get weaker because it's a mixture of iron and clay. And you might say, what is the big deal with the feet and ten toes in this vision and its interpretation? Well, if we have enough time today, you're going to see this connects directly to understanding what's going on in the book of Revelation and perhaps as we approach the end of time. Now, there are two views of the feet and ten toes in this chapter, and I'll just summarize the two for you. I'm going to give you somewhat of a synthesis view because the one point that I want to make after we're done with the two views, it doesn't make too much difference because you see the connection between what Daniel talks about, the feet and the toes, and the end of times. But I need to get there first. All right, view number one, the feet and ten toes of iron in this dream vision, uh, toes of iron and clay, I should say, are a continuation of the reference to ancient Rome. It's simply referring to the decline and weakening of the Roman Empire as it aged. Okay, So basically, this would be referring to something that occurred in the early centuries during the Roman Empire. So it's ancient history. That's view number one. Um, I think the context would allow that. This is a very difficult passage, by the way. Okay, There's a host of interpreters that uh, believe that, and as far as I can tell, this is a valid option. There's view number two, that the ten toes and the feet of iron and clay are symbols of an empire in the last days before the second coming of Christ. So view one is ancient history, and view two is a view of the future. Now, a man I respect a lot is Saint, first time I've been able to say it, Saint John Henry Newman, 
And in his book, A Confederacy of Evil, Collection of uh, Advent Homilies, he says this, quote, it is clear that the Roman Empire is not gone. Far from it. The Roman Empire, in the view of prophecy, remains to this day. Rome had a very different fate from the other three monsters mentioned by the prophet Daniel. In other words, um, Babylon came to an end, Media Persia came to an end, Greece came to an end, Rome came to an end, but it didn't come to an end because it had the continuation with these feet and ten toes in the imagery. So something continued. St. John Newman says, the old Roman Empire is not dead, but it is on its deathbed. There is a Rome yet to come, a revived Roman Empire at the end of history. Now, I'm going to interject real quick my kind of synthesis view. I would dare say there's a dormancy in the life of the Roman Empire, and I would even go further than that. There's a dormancy since all of these empires are connected that simply the last empire, Rome, has a continuation in world history until the end. Okay, let's go on. Now, here's where... uh, it gets pretty interesting, and one of the reasons why Cardinal Newman seems to lean to view number two, that this is referring to something at the end of history. I mentioned to you in the resources for studying Daniel, a Roman bishop, not the Pope, but a Roman bishop, Hippolytus, who lived between 170 and 235, who wrote the oldest commentary that we have on any book of the Bible, and lo and behold, it happens to be the prophet Daniel with the teaching of the Antichrist. So this is something very rare, and he's writing around the year 200, and this is what he says. Listen carefully. Quote, After the Greeks came the Romans, who were the iron. Then we have the toes of clay and iron to signify the democracies that were subsequently to rise, partitioned among the ten toes of the image in which iron shall be mixed with clay. Now, Hippolytus was writing in the year 200. I mean, the Roman Empire was running on all eight cylinders at this point. This would be like saying uh, today, well, the United States um, in the future is going to adopt the form of government of communist China or something, just something way out of the box. I mean, the Roman Empire was an empire, and it certainly wasn't a democracy. And yet he is saying that the Roman Empire is going to have some type of continuation, it's spirit, its worldview, its outlook, its beliefs. It's going to continue in a weakened form in the life of democracies. This I find fascinating. I have actually seen scholars just shrug their shoulders. What? What's the big deal? The Greeks had democracies, yes, but to prophesy democracies based on the understanding of Daniel in the year 200, I think is significant. But in any case, Here's my synthesis, my attempt at it. 
And you can see my synthesis will work with either view. It'll work with the teachings of St. Newman. In Daniel chapter 12 and verse 31, it says this in the Revised Standard, you saw, O king, and behold, a great image. Now, let me just get technical for one second here. In the Hebrew, as well as in the Greek Septuagint, which was the Greek Old Testament, it speaks of one image. Now, in the English, it says a great image. That's the indefinite article, for those of you who remember your English grammar. But in Hebrew, it is not the indefinite article. It's the numerical article. In other words, you saw one image. Even though you had these four world empires, what Daniel 12, 31 saying, there's, there's a connection between all of these. These are a unity, and in, in the words of one commentator, they're successive forms of one entity, the empire from below, and it comes in four expressions. Now, this is where it gets very interesting, because we are here, um, you know, roughly, let me see the date I have for the Babylonian Empire, somewhere between 626 and 539 B.C., but do you remember when we started our studies of Daniel, I pointed out something that was rather important in Daniel chapter 1 and verse 2, just starting this book. It's almost like a tip-off. Um, it says that Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem and brought these captives, including uh, Daniel, to Babylon, but it doesn't say he brought them to Babylon. It says he brought them to the land of Shinar. Well, Shinar was an old, old name for the area where the Babylonian Empire rose up, but Shinar is first used in Daniel chapter 10 with the first, I would dare say, satanic attempt at a one-world empire by a bad guy called Nimrod in Genesis chapter 10. And it says in Genesis 10.10, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel in the land of Shinar. Now, get this. Genesis 10, and these are very rough approximations of the time span. I'm just trying to give you an idea here. Genesis 10, the land of Shinar, the, the kingdom under Nimrod, the bad guy emperor Nimrod, was roughly 1,800 years previous to Daniel, what was going on in Daniel chapter 2. So basically, you're saying <laughs> the Babylon in the 600 BC is the same of Babel centuries, centuries before that. And then you go fast forward to the first century. Our first pope, St. Peter, says in 1 Peter 5, she who is at Babylon sent you greetings. Now, believe me, St. Peter wasn't doing a travel uh, in the Middle East and ancient Babylon. He was in Rome, but he used Babylon as a code word because the Roman Empire was connected spiritually. It's, it's fuel, and I must say its dark roots all came from the same place, 
as the Babylonian Empire in Daniel's day or in Nimrod's day? I think the key word is dormant. We can see these things maybe go dormant for a while, but they pop back up. This has not gone away. And this is why you could see this is, yes, historical, but yes, at the same time, it's also future. And then you come to Revelation 17 and 18, and you have Babylon the Great talking about in first century terms, we need to take the historical context. It was Rome, and it's also prophesying to the end of times. So you basically start with Genesis 10. You'd have a stopover in ancient Babylon. You fast forward to ancient Rome, and you move forward to the end times and the new world order. So when it has this image of feet and 10 toes of iron and clay, there's a connection between what happened in Babylon and what will happen in the future. Now, not to confuse you, but real quick, Daniel chapter 7 teaches the same succession of the world kingdoms as Daniel 2 does, but it uses completely different imagery. Instead of 10 toes, it pictures 10 horns, symbolizing 10 kings. Now we're going to get in, we're going to dump the clutch and fast forward to Revelation 13. I saw a beast rising out of the sea with 10 horns. This is exactly what Daniel 7 was prophesying. Revelation 17, 12. And the 10 horns you saw were 10 kings who have not yet received royal power, but are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. The beast is the Antichrist, and according to section 675 of the Catechism, that's yet future, past, present, and future. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 144 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at Luke. 21.com